Hi, this is Adam Bergman, IRA Financial. Um, this is my 100th podcast, believe it or not. So really excited about that. And um, the first person that emails me at adamb at irafinancialgroup.com, I will give $100. adamb at irafinancialgroup.com. First person that emails me, um, we'll get $100. Uh, just email me your address and your name. Um, anyways, I'm really excited. The topic uh, today is... Um, hedge funds, carried interest, and Roth IRAs. I get a lot of uh, questions about this from uh, hedge fund uh, investors, promoters, uh, general partners, uh, whether it's a private equity hedge fund, venture capital fund. Carried interest gets a lot of hoopla because obviously we know carried interest is taxed as a capital gain. Um, even though some people argue it should be taxed as ordinary income because the carried interest is generally received for the performance of services. However, uh, it is still a tree as a carried interest. The, the Trump um, tax plan did add a wrinkle to it, um, and there, there's been some, um, some structuring around it. But basically, uh, you, you got to hold the investment for three years instead of one to get the capital gains or long-term capital gains treatment, um, which uh, in the hedge fund world is not the end of the world. Um, but in some or private equity, so to speak, it's not the end of the world. Hedge funds uh, and or venture capital hedge funds it becomes more of an issue because some of the investments are not held as long. Um, but all in all, you know, it's people uh, are are happy that the capital gains is still treated. Uh, oh, excuse me, the carried interest is still treated as a, he, uh, car, as a capital gains and not a ordinary income asset. But the, the three years uh, wasn't uh, super great for the. Uh, industry, but again, better than ordinary income. However, there was a uh, provision put into the new tax law that said that it didn't apply to investments held by corporations. So what happened? A lot of smart people said, well, we'll just set up an S-corp, which is treated like an LLC for tax purposes, a pass-through entity, and we'll, we'll have the carry go to the S-corp, and we won't pay any. We won't have to deal with that three-year rule, um, just a one year for uh, long-term capital gains. And uh, basically, uh, February 14th, Treasury Sec- Secretary Stephen Munchen basically said, uh, we're changing that. We have the authority to change it, and we wanted it to apply to all entities, including corps. So expect in the next month or so that that provision will change and be applied to all entities, partnerships, LLC, and corps. So that brings us to IRAs, Roth IRAs. I got a lot of questions to say, hey, um, why can't I just move my carried interest into a Roth IRA and I'll never pay tax again on that carry? Um, easier said than done. First of all, there, there's when you look about what you can and cannot do with Retirement account, the IRS doesn't say what you can do, only what you cannot do. Basically, three things you cannot do. You can't buy life insurance with an IRA. You can't buy collectibles like art, which isn't relevant to this discussion. The third and more relevant is the prohibited transaction rules found under Section 4975, the Internal Revenue Code. Under this section, it states clearly that uh, an IRA holder or any of his lineal descendants, parents, children, spouse, daughter-in-law, son-in-law, or any entities associated with such persons cannot in any way, directly or indirectly, be involved or personally benefit from a retirement account investment. So, for example, you can't buy a house and live in it. You can't take your IRA and go to Disney with your family. You can't take your IRA and buy yourself a car. You can't take your IRA and buy yourself a suit. Um, why? The IRS is saying, if you want to use the funds for personal benefit, then pay tax, take a distribution, and use it the way you want to. But if you're not going to take a distribution, 
then the investment can only benefit the retirement account. So clearly you can buy Apple or Google or a mutual fund or a real estate and have the income or appreciation or gains go back into the retirement account. That is only benefiting the retirement account. For example, if you buy Apple stock at 100 and it goes up to 1,000, you're not a penny richer. You're, you're indirectly richer because your IRA is richer, but you are only personally richer when you take that distribution and put the money from the IRA into your pocket. So that's what the IRS is concerned about. So when you look at hedge funds, what's going on here in a situation where you have you know, a partnership, where you have a limited partnership, meaning a limited partnership structure, which most hedge funds follow, where you have a general partner, that's doing all the management of the fund. Usually that could be an LLC or a corporation, S-Corp. Um, and, and then the LP, the limited partners are the investors, you know, you, me, pension funds, other, other people. The LPs are putting in all the money, and the GP basically gets a fee, you know, the famous 2 and 20, 2% for assets under management, and then they get a carried interest on a percentage of the gains, generally above a, a preferred return or some type of threshold, depending on the fund. Uh, again, that's not so important. Uh, the, the important part is how, how do you put that carried interest, which is very valuable because that's where the major money is made in, in the fund world. And when you hit the home runs and, and you hit and you exceed the, the stated return, you get to take 20% of the profits, even though you didn't put 20% of the capital in. That's called a carried interest. Um, so putting into a Roth is almost uh, impossible. Um, take, take an example of you have a, a major fund with a you know, billion dollars under management. You've got hundreds, if not thousands, of LP investors. The GP is the one doing the work. So you cannot have your Roth IRA invest in the GP because you're one of the GP partners and you're doing the work. So for your Roth IRA to invest in the GP, that would trigger a privative transaction. Now, if you just had the Roth IRA be the GP and have the Roth IRA, um, you, you're not involved in the partnership. The Roth IRA owns the GP and you hire third party third parties to do the investments and do all the management, then Yes, you're not going to trigger prohibited transaction rules. You will likely trigger unrelated business taxable room, uh, unrelated business taxable income rules, which can trigger 39.6% tax if you're a pass-through entity like a partnership or an LLC. If you turn that GP into a C corp, then you're stuck with 21% tax. Um, but again, that's only the situation where you're not involved as a GP. You hire third parties to do all the management, and your Roth IRA takes an ownership instinct. You're still going to have tax, whether it's UBIT or a corporate tax rate at 21%. So you're not going to be in a situation where you're going to be exempt from tax. Um, so, so a lot of people kind of walk away from that scenario. Um, again, just to be clear, if you are a GP uh, partner with other people, your Roth IRA should not invest in that partnership because you're involved in it. You likely have some personal ownership. You would trigger a prohibited transaction. Uh, even if your threshold is under 50%, uh, the 4975C1D and E will likely be triggered. You're going to hit a prohibited transaction. So then people say, okay, I'm not going to be involved. I'm just going to sit around on the sidelines and let other people uh, do all the work, but my Roth IRA is going to invest so I can benefit from the Roth IRA carried interest uh, scenario. Problem with that is if you have a pass-through entity, you're going to hit unrelated business taxable income since the GP is a business, and it's going to trigger that tax of go up to 39.6% uh, on, on income pretty much over 20 grand. So you're looking at close to 40% tax. Now, if you say, okay, I'm going to just do a C-Corp under the Trump tax rate, it's 21% instead of 35, I can live with 21%. That's fine. No problem, but again, you can't be involved. Um, the corporation will pay the tax, and the dividend will go back to the Roth IRA tax-free. So thus, you will be able to get that carried interest into the Roth with a 21% tax and uh, the fact that you can't be involved. 
So for a lot of people, that's just not realistic because they want to be involved in the fund. They're the, the brains behind the operations. They need to be the GP. Uh, they want the, also the 2% management fee. Um, so generally, that doesn't work well. They want to get a, a salary and earn income from their from their business. But for people that are okay not being involved in the GP, having third parties do it, um, they could technically have the Roth IRA own the GP, have third parties do the work, non-related to the IRA holder, um, and 2% and the carry can go there, pay 21% tax, which is better than unrelated business taxable income of 39.6, and then, you know, the dividend back to the IRA without tax. So it's tough, you know, it sounds great a lot, I get all these questions, oh, I I think I I figured out, you know, the the next best tax shelter, and then they they tell me the story, I'm going to set up a fund and have the carry and the, the, the management fee go into a Roth and uh, I just figured this out and I always tell them unfortunately you know 20,000 people thought of the same thing in just the last year uh, you know people are always looking ways to save money which is great the Roth IRA is a great vehicle to do so uh, really some exciting stuff but uh, the privative transaction rules and unrelated business taxable income complicate things. Um, so especially in the hedge fund world, um, it, it could work. I've seen it work where it's like an individual or one or two people and they have a small fund, let's say one, two, three, five, ten million dollar fund, twenty million dollar fund, and they're just doing it for a couple of investors and um, basically they will have third parties kind of employ their strategy. They won't be employees, they won't be on the ground. Their employees know their strategy. And they'll have the Roth IRA on the GP um, and as a C-Corp and they'll pay the 21% tax and they will uh, then have the Roth IRA get the tax-free dividends from the carried or the management fees. That's one way. But again, if you want to be personally involved, uh, whether it's a hedge fund, private equity, venture capital fund, any any investment fund, um, the the you can't be personally involved if you're going to get the carry because you're going to trigger a privative transaction. Why? Because again, the carried interest, even though it's treated as a capital gains, you're really acquiring that ca- carried interest for your management services. And management services is work. It's providing services under 4975C. One, you can't provide services. And since you're involved in the GP that's providing the services, how could your Roth IRA be involved in that GP and get to carry. It's just not possible. It's going to trigger predator transactions. So thus, you got to take yourself out of the equation. You can't be involved in the GP. That's okay for some people. Most people, that doesn't work. If you need to be involved, um, you're, you're not really going to be able to get that Roth IRA as a GP to get the carry. You can you can have the Roth IRA come in as an LP potentially. I mean, there's stuff we would need to look at, look at ownership percentages, how big the fund is, intent, things like that. But that's what some people do is they'll set up like a Class B, have the Roth IRA come in as an LP, and maybe do like a different distribution waterfall so that – uh, you know the Class A investors will get you know their their eight ten percent preferred return, and um, and and then let's say it would go pro rata. But if there is a big capital event, um, then the, cla- the there will be a dis- different uh, distribution waterfall, and the Class Bs will get a twenty percent on that uh, scenario. So there's different ways to do it. It's I think it's more flexible when you put that Roth IRA as an LP and not in the GP scenario. Uh, you may be able to get that carry in to a Roth through an LP scenario versus a GP. Um, but you got to be cautious. You got to obviously talk to the right people um, because it, it could get quite complicated. Um, and and you got to kind of deal with the privative transaction rules and unrelated business taxable income. So it's kind of just a primer. Um, I don't want to obviously get into too much detail because a lot of it's based off facts and circumstances. Help people do this in some distinct ways, you know, for the last many years. Um 
there's some cool stuff. There's some interesting stuff that's potentially possible depending on your fact scenario. Clearly, the bigger the fund is, the easier it is to get the Roth IRA as an LP. You know, in a billion dollar of fund, uh, you know, your Roth IRA of 500 grand is going to own a tiny percentage. Very hard to trigger private transaction rules on that. You, you then obviously need to deal with the other LP investors and make sure they're comfortable where there, there's a, you know, a, a different waterfall for a certain event that goes to class B people. Um, but again, that, that's potentially possible. Uh, in, in contrast, if you have a $5 million, $10 million fund where there's friends and family and 5, 10, and 15 investors, maybe more difficult to get the Roth IRAs and LP, certainly uh, not as a GP. So, you know, all in all, that, that's kind of what you're dealing with. The, the GP is a risk because of your personal involvement. Um, if you don't want to be personally involved, you got to then deal with UBIT versus C-Corp blocker, 21%. Um, if, you don't, if that doesn't work, then you can potentially look at the Roth being an LP investor. Uh, then you got to deal with prohibited transactions and, and make sure that you're, you're not violating those rules because you're going to have a Roth IRA invest in a fund that you personally are involved in or receiving potential fees, management, and carry. So there, there's some things to work out on that front. Uh, again, Adam Bergman, Ari Financial. This is the 100th podcast, so pretty excited about that. Um, and hopefully uh, we'll get to 100 more, uh, much quicker pace. Um, if you have questions, you can email me, Adam B. at IRA Financial Group. Um, and um, you know, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, IRA Financial. You can check me out, also Adam Bergman. And uh, until next time, thanks for listening.